last time on the Empire's Edge. What good is a secret door if it's obvious, right? I suppose not, but it, it got to the point <laughs> where... it's a door. The people, <laughs> it's I find my way back to how I got into the room, like, aha! Wait. <laughs> you believe that there might actually be something like a key that could fit into this thing. Okay, so ten minutes later you cast that, and yes, you do detect magic. But when you open this thing up, there is a small leather bag inside. You would figure there's probably about a uh, hundred silvers in the bag. Wow. wow. I would like to try to figure out what's up with Carl. I was, gonna, I was thinking about dropping this steel cloud right then as I sit down. First thing I want to do is start uh, tracking down stuff to do with these uh, bows. I said, it is a pleasure to meet you. My name is Sir Jacob Treadstone. Without an insight roll, you, you can tell he's looking like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, when did they start bringing nobles in wearing buckskin? <laughs> you feel like you're striking up a friendship with this guy. Where on earth did you get a Yarnaryan Sigur bow? You found one? I am Sir Boris Kirsanov, here to see the steward Octave Brink. That they're not trained like city guards or palace guards. Did why are there so many and why are they here? I wish to know more about the history, the architecture of, uh, of your city. Just do a perception that you noticed Jacob standing off to the side as you went in. Yeah, you, sure. you would I bet I would notice him. Yeah, you, oh, yeah. Well, well, you, you would. Nobody noticed Boar's riding up, but would you even notice that Jacob 53. was over there? A 53? Oh, <laughs> I heard percentage. I, I <laughs> you roll really You roll like me. Have a nine. <laughs> you actually didn't notice that Jacob was one of the peasant-looking people that were over there. <laughs> I'm very nervous that I don't have my armor and the rest of my party. <laughs> yeah, that it's it, it's potentially a more dangerous place than what you realize going into this right now. Boris, you approach the main library gates as you're stepping up into it. You're very aware of how solid the stone is, how well it is built. and So it's not just the guards around it, it's truly a fortress. It is. It is a palatial-looking fortress. Uh, go ahead and make that siege craft roll. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, natural 15 for a 23. That you do think that this place could be very well defended. It doesn't look as though it was retrofit, like somebody narrowed windows or you know, reinforced a door. You think it was always built this way. At least the stonework seems very, very old. But at the same time, they could swing gate shut and hold out here, or people could hold out here for a long, long time. A library built for a siege. I wonder if it used to be a castle. Um, thoughts for different days. It, it very well could be that Shapanov's mission is just... Under the library. <laughs> yeah, it's a possibility. That'd be a kick in the head. Wow. <laughs> okay. Now, we go start running all, yeah, right. We go running around <laughs> yeah, all over the place and it's just in the basement. There's no like really, really armed guards that would be pissed off if you took a... That's the 20% I'm not allowed to access. <laughs> <laughs> well, to that point, even though apparently Jacob said it somewhere across the city, as you move further into the building and you're, you're heading in through what would be a foyer into a main library area... Mm -hmm. There is what would be a very traditional library desk, but it's massive across one side. Right. There are more of those armed guards inside here as well. So we're at the, the actual palace, the Arkland Palace. The guard presence was definitely outside and there was guards inside, but not those steely-eyed, eat guards for breakfast kind of guy. That type of guard is also inside the library as well. Interesting. I would not want to have to fight through here. Um, I'll approach that desk and you know, 
Mm, you do I still have that writ with me? Yes, you do. I'll have that to hand if they ask for it. Um, I'm Boris Kirsanov. I'm here looking for uh, records of the um, families and uh, noble seats in the city. Uh, of course, my lord. And the individual, this man is holding out his hand as though he's intending to yeah, have some plan. Uh, goes to that, looks at that, and he escorts you back down a hallway off to one side and says, all those records, my lord, are here in, and you should be able to find everything you need when it comes to um, older houses, architecture, the way that the city developed from its original core. Most of that information is in here, and you can see it's a section, and each section seems to be like its own little fortified town, that each one of these places has like a door you have to go into. It's a room. It isn't just that it's a section and... If you take two more steps, you're in a different section. You're in a different area. You also note that once you go in there, that you could be closed in and locked into this particular place as well. So somebody did just fill a castle with with books and called it a library. It's feeling a lot more like that. And <laughs> as you're walking through this, there are a lot of very open areas, but there are a number of areas that have not only a door that closes like this, the, the old architectural records section, but some of these doors also have one, and in two cases, two of those very specific fighting type guards okay, yeah. uh, at the doors themselves. I keep an eye out for murder holes, so I can't just be <laughs> shot by somebody lurking, you know, upstairs. So what you say your, your modified role was you rolled a 15, uh, 23, nat, 23. As you step into this, you do note that where a murder hole would really just be in an, an entryway, you know, mm -hmm. through one of those tunnel-like ways into a major castle or, or keep of some sure, sort. Sure, sure, yeah, but this is a library. It shouldn't be a castle anyway. <laughs> right. It looks as though the room that you're in was originally a room, but it does remind you of some of the larger houses from the Confederation that had central heat that there must be some kind of a furnace structure somewhere under this whole thing. And there are vents that are both down low and up high. So when you're like kind of maybe laughing, I'm not sure. No. Not laughing <laughs> in your own head that there could be murder holes. That is, if you don't know, a place to shoot down from, from above to trap your foes as they're trying to get into your main keep. And then murder them. Right. That there are vents in the ceiling that very well could focus like murder holes. Delightful. Um... Yeah, I'm going to retrieve the records and try to avoid those and um, uh, find the table, start looking through for, um, you know, what are the oldest buildings in town? Okay, so just a lot, a lot of reading. Go ahead and do that as an investigation as you're doing extrapolation. You got it. Oh, yeah, that isn't one I'm trained in. Can I do a siege craft from reading? <laughs> this no. book is trying to attack me. <laughs> how would I, as a trained warrior, attack this tome? Yeah, so the role is really going to be just a matter of how much time it would take to get to some of the stuff 13. that you want. Yeah, you could imagine that just pouring through this to get a point to say, okay, I'm understanding this. This is irrelevant. Oh, this is an older household. It could take you hours mm -hmm. of going through this, just, just for hours and hours and hours reading this stuff. Yeah, I'm planning on this being a few days yeah, it could very easily be just that way too. As you go in to find a table, it doesn't look like there's anyone that would keep you from leaving that area with records. Like you could take those records out into the main area, though there are tables in that one room if you wanted to work in that one room. But as... I don't feel like walking a tremendous distance to put a book back or get a different book. 
it sounds like somebody else would be doing that for you. You could leave stuff wherever you want to. But as you are stepping back Used out to of- doing my own homework. <laughs> <laughs> as you're stepping out of that room into the, the main open section where the majority of the tables are, you get a look at the, the whole entire, you know, the inside of the place from a different point of view. And that is that there's a lot of people moving around that aren't doing anything with books whatsoever. And then as you get closer to where there's- What, a lot of guards or- Well, that's the whole thing. Make this as a, a different role, as an actual perception role. Okie dokie. Lost my modifier for a second. 19. That as you walk toward those tables and you're setting them down, you know, sitting these, these, these books and records you found down at the table, you see that there are a lot of very well-dressed people here. And as you put your eye on them, you're thinking, well, gosh, these, these must be nobility. And with your original role, your siege craft role, you're already recognizing that though I don't, I'm not familiar with that particular house, it's definitely a noble crest. And then you see how, well, that, that is a noble crest. And I do recognize that one, that there are representatives, you know, people that belong to Confederation of Duchy households in this library, like a lot of them. They're just all over the place. It's like there's some kind of weird nobility convention. And then part of that point is, it looks like they're using it more like a salon, some place to get together and just hobnob or talk. Different areas that okay. would be for reading, there's people just like talking, interacting, they're eating things, they're pouring wine, very unlibrary-like, and very few people that are in this area of the library are actually you know, studying something, have their nose in a book. Interesting. Um, and I'm definitely recognizing them as like confederation nobles. Yes, you don't see anyone who would be from, say, the, the Corman Empire. Or, yeah. Yeah, or um, you know, Suthland, these, these baronies that are outside. Okay, so... I'm just going to kind of put that on the back burner for now, but mm -hmm, sure. before whatever, you know, page or runner, whomever is, um, getting books for me, um, I ask for like any, uh, lists of, um, like confederation nobility that have homes in the city as well. I want to see just like what all families I could be dealing with and how many, you know, Theocent versus Reclavinians, mm, are yeah, they on point. my side or have I you know, have my friends killed their friends recently? How neutral is this place? Before I go introducing myself. That, that's a very good point. Because I might get stabbed. Hi, I'm part of the household that killed your brother yeah, in, right? in the Confederation War, way off in the distance. Yeah. Yeah, you flag down a page, and when you ask for that kind of record, he says that that information is in, and he's pointing to the very section you came from just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, he runs in and brings out a couple of larger tomes and sets them down. And again, they're the kind of tome you can add to, that you can remove the cover, right, put yeah. more things on the top of. And he says, uh, my Lord, this should be all of the Confederation houses that have land holdings in Vlack, in Vlackveld, in Karn Keldley. Um, and then once he, you know, does a little bow, he runs off to yeah. go do some other things. So you have that, do that document. With yeah, you I, I think that will take slight precedence because... You know, they're more likely to have an issue with me than a potentially extinct noble line. Mm, yeah. um, so I will look at you know, newer records in that to try and figure out who all might be here. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make those as investigation rolls, I think. Okay, dokie. Uh, and then part of it is also, you're really- How many do you want? Um, it just, just the one. We'll just take that one as the Six. One. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and again, that, that equates to time. It'll take yeah. more time to read through this and go through it. That you're hitting a lot of households you don't even know. Mm -hmm. Smaller households. It seems like- a lot of people that live in the Confederation, a lot of households, have some land holding, a house, or will be tenement to like an apartment 
here right. in this city. And it really does seem, just looking at the, the, the information that's been recorded most recently, it's mostly foodstuffs. Uh, that stuff is being moved mm. to, you know, to furnish those houses. Okay. There's enough to eat. So they're making sure that they, whoever came here can, can spend whatever time here they want to. Right. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, um, I'm going to keep this and a special eye out for the Volkovs. It'd be yeah. neat to <laughs> meet up to them and with them and talk to them if they're even in the city. Okay. So make an additional role for that or a secondary role for that. Sure. Natural 19 for a 21. Yeah, very good. So, uh, because that is a, a family you look for and you're, you're skimming, you're skimming through, yeah, that, um, you do find the Volkov family and they do have a oh, household neat. here, but it looks like there was some notation made and then not in the same kind of calligraphy that everything else is written in. It looks like somebody came back and scratched some inf information out when it comes to where the actual house is. So either they might have sold it recently, right, or somebody else didn't want that known where the location of the Volkov house would be. So not just like crossed out, but actually fully like blacked out the address. Or? Yes, that it is completely just scratched out. Ah, yes, Lords of the House redacted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I I assume that there's a page moving through periodically. Uh, yes, there, there's always pages moving through. Um, so next time one does, I'll flag them down and ask them to clarify you know, what is meant by that, you know, that the address is blacked out. And he looks surprised. He says, oh, my Lord, there shouldn't be any kind of a redaction made like this, that when there are changes made to the documents themselves, a new document is inserted and the old one is removed. Uh, Perhaps, no, that would make sense either. I was going to say maybe one of the scribes is in the, the process of writing the new draft, but then they would have this tome and would be copying the rest of the information on this page from that tome and then reinserting that page. Most unusual. I have no idea. Make an insight check way. on him. Okay. Uh, 17. Yeah, he seems like he's on the level. Okay. Um, would you happen to recall any. Any of what had been here? Um, he, I'm sorry, my Lord, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, am I getting a sense contextually with other like houses on that page that they're all, you know, in a particular district? Yes. Most of them are in the, the more wealthy districts in the Hewlett district, in the uh, Vista districts, uh, which is where you are mm. that, that it's the, 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 the higher up the ridges into the Brimrore Hills right. that have been paved, yeah. <laughs> walled, uh, that have made it a, uh, the room were parking lot the nicer <laughs> for the nicer place of the parking lots down further down the hill. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'll just kind of put that on back burner too. Might take a walk through this district, see if I see any, you know, banners or pennants I recognize. Okay. But for now, um, researching those older houses should be actually my priority. With the role that you made, it's going to be a good portion of this day four, maybe even five hours that you're in this library, yeah. just pouring through this. And you do come up with a series of names that seem to be the oldest among the houses and by house, like those that originally literally built fortifications on this land. And then at some point walled them all together and made the original, the original city mm -hmm. of Karn Keldley, or it's also, it's synonymous with the references to Keldley Falls. And they all, they seem to be, you know, meaning the exact same place, of course, that it is we the learned, house. I learned that when, uh, the two of them were. That's right. We, we knew it by a different name. Right. That, uh, it is the house Ladosk, the house Barunka, 
the house Merrick, okay. the house Strom, and the house Zalatus. Okie dokie. Now, at the end of that fifth hour, you've picked up a couple other points to it when it comes to information. And one, it looks like the house Zalatus dwindled out like 90 years ago. Like they've not been a principal house, that there's no record of an heir, that the properties have been sold. Okay, so they are been, actually properly extinct. Yeah, they think they're, they're an extinct house, exactly. Okay. Uh, but then another one, the house Ladosk, it looks like just over the last three years that it's information um, being gauged by their interaction with the rest of the city has dwindled. Not dead, but it has severely dropped off just in the last few years, as though... There's still a listed heir. Uh, right. There's still a listed family members. They have listed holdings, very, very sizable holdings, but they themselves are less of a voice and a force in the city. So it seems odd that there's a house. Maybe it's a house that is dying. Yeah. It's in that process of, of losing its status. Um, uh, the rest all have regular uh, interaction on a governmental level. Something to do with the civil war, like they were backing something or supplying something that was then interrupted by that. Yeah. It wouldn't indicate that, or but that's a, a real possibility. Kind of same direction, different landing point. I wonder if it's something to do with the Zrex. Um, next time a page is through, I'll flag him down and ask if he knew, knows where, um, the, uh, Ladosk seat is. Um, all right. And so when you, when you, after a, a little while, uh, you fly him down or flag a page down, uh, and ask him, let me see if this one, they'll have their own knowledge level. Um, he says, uh, uh, yes, of course, my Lord. Uh, it is in the Garnsdale park region. You'll find it not too far from Crampton Knoll. Thank you. Um, and after a good five hours, I'm probably more than ready to stretch my legs. Right. Now, um, one last thing you're aware of at that time, sure. that because you're one of the few people that are actually doing research here, mm -hmm. but you're also apparently of a noble family, you are aware that different groups of nobility that have been interacting with each other periodically have turned their attention to you, like looked at him over there and you're not in any way entreating or inviting, not like waving you over to join us. Mm -hmm. No one has approached you like with you know, a glass of wine or something like that. Yeah, second son of a small house, hardly surprising. But they, they do note that you are not just one of the people that are from this city, that mm -hmm. you are a somebody else, but you're somebody else on a mission. And that some of these guards periodically are making rounds just to circle by where you are. And it didn't look as though they were circling around much, that they seem to have altered their own patterns of operation because you're right there. I'm flattered and concerned. Yeah. You're definitely, you've hit their radar of threat assessment. Okay. Yeah. Next time I'm coming back in armor. <laughs> <laughs> because if they're doing dumb things, I'm going to do dumb things right back. <laughs> All right. So, um, you get up and you're heading out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll let people what put books away, put books away. Yeah. That's, that's their job. Okay. So then, yeah, that was a long time you in the library. Oh yeah. Uh, let's move on. Let's get back to, uh, Zellin. When we left you, you were with Carl Woodvane and he was giving you instructions on etiquette. Yeah, I'm probably about ready to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take the book off your head you've been using to balance and club him with it. <laughs> the rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. All right. So, my fair lady. <laughs> 
So how's it? I mean, the point of the etiquette lessons for me was really to try to connect with him. Yeah, well, make, a, make an insight break roll. him down a little bit. Um, I got a 27. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at that 19 natural. That is, <laughs> that's really, you are positive when it comes to how you feel about this, that you are so tired of being in the same room with this guy. And though it doesn't show on his face, you are picking up that he is very done working with you too. That as far as like building a rapport, it it's going to have to take on a lot longer than just this one day. But um, it's an in, it's a start, but he's definitely ready for this to be done as well. Okay, good. So <laughs> I'm going to call it a wrap with Carl <laughs> um, and uh, set up an appointment to have another lesson. Uh, the same time tomorrow, my lady? Um, yes, but but let's let's try a shorter lesson tomorrow. Maybe we can have these um, in more frequently, but for shorter durations, um, so that I'm able to better retain this information. Of course. And uh, he makes a point that is- And not gouge as, my eyes out with the dessert fork. <laughs> as, for as your you, safety and mine. <laughs> as you were getting up from the table, he's making sure and looking at you to make sure that you are actually getting up from the table properly, as though that was like, the final test of what's happening right now. I cross my eyes, stick my tongue out, and get up from the table properly. <laughs> roll, roll an etiquette. <laughs> um, wow, as, I've got Siegecraft, you've got as etiquette. As I'm preparing to leave, I am going to ask him if he knows if there are wizards in the city. If there, if there is, is there any reason why you're asking that exactly? What's the, um, your, your the, That I'm going to share with him? No, what's, what's your goal to, to... Oh, because I have those wizard blocks. You know, I oh, have, the spell book, I right. have my spell book, the wizard spell book, which I've been able to make really great progress on. But if I found somebody trustworthy, um, I mean, right now, I don't even want anybody to know I have them. But I found somebody trustworthy, they might be able to really help me um, learn faster. All right, yeah. Um, when you ask that, he's like, oh, my lady, there there are. There are very powerful people that are, are in this city I would recommend you don't go near those people, that um, they are very involved in their own knowledge. I couldn't imagine they would be interested in in the knowledge that comes from nature. I, absolutely, I, and I, I think that that's a great point. When I was here as a child, it seems to me they, they lived um, kind of on the outreaches of the city, kind of, kind of higher up. Are they, is that still correct? Oh, it is. They're in a place called Razia Tower, uh, and it is at the uh, the very edge, the juncture of where the city walls to the north are actually climbing over the ridge, and then the wild Brimroar lies beyond, and where Hewlett and Vista districts meet. So a very a very important place, not far from where we are, uh, in close proximity to the palace, but even further toward the Brimroar than the palace itself. Excellent. Thank you. I appreciate your time and I'll see you tomorrow. Of course. Um, so I'm... I wonder if wizards like tourists. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he sounds like, I don't know if they really have entry, any interest in what you're trying to say. So ignoring that and then just continued going on with, I'm going to go yeah. see them now. You're a servant and I'm not. You Did I don't ask know what I know. Um, so I'm going to head out into the city. So thus far, Jacob, you're the only one who doesn't know how to noble. <laughs> yeah, because apparently I just walk into the palace instead of not getting noticed by my friend. <laughs> I was on a horse. You're beneath my field of view, literally beneath me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out. I've, I've just got to move. I am so. 
cramped. Yeah, so this is probably <laughs> mid-afternoon, right. you know, two, three-ish, something like that. And you find yourself just wandering through the city in this upper area. It is a very, very lovely city, but you're very aware that it feels like, well, let's put this as a perception. Go ahead and roll a perception. What's perception a different role? Yeah, so that's a 17. That on that 17. Oh, wait a minute. No, sorry. I saw the dot in the wrong place. That's a, a 14. Okay. That you can feel nature. You can feel all the energy that comes from nature, but it's as though it's muted, that there's too much been built upon it, that you could imagine where there were beautiful large trees right here where you're walking, that they've changed the level of the ground, but they use local stone to fill that in, that the stones that you're walking on, these cobblestones, were um, quarried not too far from here, but it's though all of nature's been changed, and the more you're walking the more you're picking up on that it'd be great for you to find a place that is either outside the city or has some like green grass or something. Yeah, I need some dirt. That... Um, and I remember as a child that there, because I remember when I was here um, with the salt merchants that I was allowed to play in a green space. I, I remember that. So I'm going to go in search of that and see if I can see anybody who can direct me if that still exists and or... hope there isn't a house sitting on top right of it. exactly exactly does that is it i mean is there still a place like that as you're walking just like picking through your own memories and walking down these various roads most of them in this area are never they're never like open air markets that they're they're too prestigious there's too not they're too nice um there are carts that move down them there's people that are either horseback or that that are in carriages and as you're walking along the edge of the road you do find yourself remembering like this turn that turn sort of following your own natural instinct and you've probably wandered for a good hour and you're getting like you'd come back on a street that you missed before uh, that you loop around from a different direction and you come into a place you think oh oh i'm back to this street again and you're getting a feel for this area, you know, not far from where you guys have been, you know, put up, where you've been billeted. And you're recognizing it more and more, the city line, and then you strike out away from that area and you find yourself heading uphill and heading toward the area of the palaces. And as you're rising up, you can see that on the last hill of the city itself, that there is a very notable tower and th that tower would be be very likely uh, the place that he was just talking about, you know, a, an hour before, that that's probably Razia Tower. And then in front of Razia Tower, you can see that uh, there's a lot of very nice houses, but then to the west, the left of that, that there is a large open area where you're not seeing rooftops. It would make the most sense that that's probably the direction where, if there's still a park, that that's where it was. Okay, so I'm gonna head towards that area, trying not to run because I would love to get my hands on a tree right now, but I am gonna head to that area. Do I, um, is anybody paying any attention to me as I move through the city? I mean, the city is filled with strangers, filled with visitors, travelers, everybody. I'm just wondering if anybody seems to care. Um, I just rolled it. Yes, people do note you as you're walking around because you're not dressed like the rest of them, uh, where everyone else in this region is either a servant 
uh, or their nobility or very, very wealthy in this area. Very few people wear leather armor. Uh, that, <laughs> Much that, less studded with, with bits of on animals. It. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. That you look very, very different. Go ahead and roll uh, three insights on people that passed reasonably close so you can get a, a sense of what they think about you. So I rolled a 17. 17. Do it, do it. Come on, three in a row. Oh. And a 13. Jankster, man. I thought it was so cool, though. I got three natural 20s in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah that is true. And then we checked, we all checked your dice after that to make sure. <laughs> Why do you think you got new dice for Christmas? <laughs> that uh, two of those no, people. Speaking that, of, Merry Christmas, everyone, and a Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> that you do get a read that people don't know who you are that if there was city guard nearby, that they'd probably wave them over and point you out, uh, that they they look less than pleased. They look downright unhappy that someone like you is wandering around their part of the city. As though- I'm okay with that. They're supposed to be- <laughs> Turn to a bear, that People help. like you are supposed to be kept somewhere else. Right, yeah. So a definite classism. Yeah, that, I, I don't care if that doesn't face me a bit, as long as nobody's following me or making threats to me or something. Okay, so- um, uh, Roll a perception. Natural oh, 20. Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Which Merry would be Christmas, a 28 Jesus. unnatural. 28 unnatural. That as you turn, you believe that somebody just ducked back around a corner. Could have been mm. totally coincidental, but you rolled about as perfectly as a person could on that, that you think there was somebody who was watching you. Moonbeam, kill them all. <laughs> Do it. Is there, is there any place in this area that I could turn into, a little alley, someplace that I could turn into and change into a cat, um, like a common cat, not a panther cat? A local one. A local cat, um, <laughs> unnoticed. It, oh. Or is this place too crowded for me to be able to do that? Let With all the distraction. <laughs> I mean, all the eyes on you right now, it might be hard to pull off. Who knows? Maybe? Huh? You would think that you could give it a try, but you think that it's very likely from somewhere. Uh, there, there are wide streets. There's a fair number of people. There's a lot of open windows, right. a lot of crystalline windows that you could imagine that you could be just ducking into an alley. There's people that work for individual households that use the alley as part of their own work area that right now changing into a cat or you know, making a change that, I mean, you could do that. You might not be seen, but it's most likely you would. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start. I am still heading in the direction of the park, but I'm going to do it in the most random circular way. So I'm going to go forward for a block or a, a parsicle, however you measure <laughs> these areas. A what? Uh, that's her new term. Percent, uh, percent concentration of um, atmospheric water. Parsicle. Yeah. Huh. And that was a conversation not related to the oh, game. Oh, no, that, that's, that, that's not like an actual real people term. That's exclusive. Oh, that's a that's <laughs> I a thought Natalie. I was learning more new stuff from that's you guys That's a Natalie today. term. You <laughs> are, but you it's are, a but totally not, Natalie term. Nothing useful in the outside world. <laughs> no, it is true, just not outside oh, okay, the walls gotcha. of this house. So, like, like things that are globity. I'm going to um, walk fast and then stop and look around like I'm puzzled. I'm going to move forward and then stop and look in a window and just... See, grab a the, guy by his lapels and scream at him. <laughs> <laughs> is this person who is following me good, and, or or is it going to be like I'm being followed by one of the three stooges? So, 
as you do this over the course of the next half an hour, there are plenty of occasions where when you like, you just, you're walking very briskly and then you just pivot. It doesn't make any sense to pivot right then. You don't pick up on anything. And I'm, I'm going with your original role. So I'm just going to keep that role the for 28. that. Right. As you're, as you're going through all this, instead of like making, making a whole bunch of little, little bitty roles. But then there are occasions when you do, you do see like just, just the briefest moment of a person who is just ducking back around behind the edge of a building, uh, who's turning around and stepping in through a door that there is a person who it isn't a, a different coat. It isn't a different hat. It's the same person when it happens. And as you develop this over the course of a full hour, you're positive it's the same person, but you also pick up on that they're really good, that mm-hmm. you are barely catching them with your modified, I'm sorry, unnatural 28, <clears throat> that, that you are sometimes, with that. you are sometimes catching them, that they must be really, really good at following people and not being noticed. Uh, however, a- after that amount of time, it drops way off. Because even you being that kind of random has made that person probably that much more wary and they're being even more careful themselves. Okay. So um, how close am I getting to the woods? Um, to, the, to the park. Yeah, there's definitely trees in the park, oh, the but park. I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't call it so much as a wood. Uh, you couldn't get lost in it. You know, you keep walking, you get the other side of it. It's a, uh, a large, mostly rectangular park that's, you know, inside the city that's way up high. Uh, and you're close. As you're getting to it, you can start to smell uh, the green and the lush of it. Right. Uh, even though a lot of these houses have uh, like trimmed little like, you know, English yards. They're very small, uh, very, very trimmed and then like pressed down. This is green and wide and trees uh, and just it's very inviting. And okay. it's just around the corner and further up the street, you're you're there. So um, I'm just going to enter the park. Um, it's going to be harder for this person to hide because I'm assuming the park is going to be less populated than these streets. There's certainly many people walking around the park. Uh, it is less just a wild piece of nature that was allowed to grow, but more like a, a manicured, wealthy person's walking garden. Right. But it's huge. And is there... Um, so when I get into this park, is there anything else that I see? I mean, is there... Um, I, obviously I, I would think that I'm starting to feel a lot better just getting in and among my trees, and my people. space. <laughs> yeah. My people. All right. Is there my any, people or plants. Is, is so in a lot of cities, like there's the, the kind of the mansions are built around the park. Is that true here too? Yes. Most of the, okay. the, the, the most palatial nicest homes uh, are around this park. Like uh, the street that you're coming through or, you know, walking up, they're gorgeous, massive houses that are all around it. And you lose track of them as you go down the street and there's some still undulation of the ground. You can't see the far side of the park to know what's over there. What you really see from this side is what looks like that, if it is Razia Tower, mm. uh, rising up on the far side of that park. But you know there's also more houses over there too. What you are aware of though is that for the first time as you step into the park where you you hadn't noticed it quite this way that there are layers underneath of you that it was though mm. that stone upon stone streets being rebuilt houses collapsing being rebuilt uh, time over time valleys you know little like uh, creek runs being filled in that there is a lot of disturbance to nature in the building of this city that's got to be thousands and thousands of years old when you step to the park even though it's been very well manicured you feel like you're on fresh earth. 
that there's nothing under this park area. Oh, okay. So that's nice. So I'm going to look for a place where I can just kind of commune, where I can sit and, um, and just kind of regather my energy, wash off all Carl's energy, and, and just kind of get back to myself. As you're walking through, the thicker foliage, the, uh, the, the thicker trees, which are never, again, like a forest, but more trees, are heading toward the southeast. Okay. Uh, that's further up the ridge. You know, the higher ground heading toward that big tower and the houses are on that side of it. But you do find a place that seems a little more um, off to itself. Yeah, a little quieter. So as I move to this space, it's a little quieter. Can I get any better read on the person who's been following me? You haven't seen them since you entered the park. Okay. All right. Okay. So they might have, they might not be with me then. So I'm going to find a place where I can kind of settle um, and I'm going to cast speak with plants and ask the plants around me to keep, um, to warn me if anybody comes near me. Um, it's a, I don't know how far, 30 foot radius. So Okay, well, with a 30 foot for where I was picturing you settling down, that there are some older oaks, younger oaks, and a number of older holly trees right in this area. And that's why I gave you enough of, a little more of a screen right. uh, to sit in. And there are definitely those trees right around you. So you're probably speaking with those very plants themselves. Right. So I'm just going to ask them, I'm going to tell them that I'm going to rest and I'm going to ask them to keep an eye out for anybody who's, who's come, who tries to come near me. All right. And then you're going to be meditating after that? And then I'm that? just going to meditate and just, yeah, get centered. All right. Great. So you're aware from them that they will watch out for you. Yep. All right. So let's, let's go to Jacob. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> that you who's left. been waiting so patiently? Yeah, I, I have. That you left the. Just waiting to get noticed, you know. You left the palace with uh, information from the palace boyer. And a new friend. Uh, right, and a very new friend and into the palace potentially. And you're heading toward, or you were going to head toward um, that, that guy he told you about, Larkin Silk, and where his house is at the corner of Johan and Flint Streets. Yep. So I start making my way that way. Um, All right, so you are heading out of the uh, the wealthier area, the the Vista and the Hewlett districts, and you're making your way down. So that'd be like north and west as the city falls down toward the plain, the way you came up from yeah. uh, the previous day. And you're in an area that's, it looks like it's it's for, uh, you know, workaday people, uh, a lot more houses, they're lower buildings, they're not put together the same way. But the streets themselves do seem to be the same old kind of stone. There was no transition from one section to the next um, in the streets, but it was in the building. And what you really notice is that there's more and more will be considered a fresh air market. You could buy about anything you want out in the open. And then most of these places do have a shop that's adjoining the space where they have somebody, you know, barking for something out, outside. But most people don't even know, need to go into the shop to get whatever those wares are. Is there some sort of a dividing line between where it was the higher end part of town and like maybe like um, not a wall, but or a gate, or maybe it was the market itself where there's some nicer shops on this end of it. And it gets to like, like um, lesser shops on the other end before you get into the, like the, the quarter of the town that I'm going into, or is it kind of just too gradual to really even notice? Uh, it's, it's a little more gradual than that, but it is in the construction of the buildings. Uh, that mm -hmm. there's a lot less time and energy that went into them. These seem to be much more simplistic structures uh, versus the grandiose ones that are just on the other side of that same ridge. Okay. So 
as uh, I'm, and, and, I'm and no transition like there wasn't a okay. gate or a wall of anything like I was kind of noticing uh, I go from getting looks to just com- being kind of normal yeah from everyone blending right there. in without even trying any people that are walking around that are armored or because I don't remember if I was walking around in my armor or not it was I made a point of not I know but I don't uh, I don't recall either, to tell you the yeah. truth, how you decided you were dressed. It would make sense that if I was going to the palace, I came directly from there, that I wouldn't be armored going into the palace. Right. So I'd say I'm probably just wearing my normal everyday clothes. You do right. have your bow with you. I well, do have my yeah, bow. Yeah, but you were talking to your bow or something yeah. or whatever. Right. And you probably have, at the very least, like dagger or knife. Yeah. But so I guess maybe not looking out for people that are armored, but also I guess just people that are armed, anyone's... Walking around like me with a bow. Most everyone seems to be armed, at least with some kind of a dagger or a you know, poignard, something like that. You know, stiletto kind of a knife. Uh, very few bows that are, you know, you see inside the city. And okay. The, so you'd be like, you know, one of just a few. And when it comes to larger weapons, very rare. And okay. there's the occasional person who is in armor, uh, a leather or a chain. But so far, you haven't seen anybody in really heavy duty, like splint and plate kind of stuff, like what Boris would wear as you've been moving through these uh, these streets of the city. Gotcha. I'm just, I make a note because I, I know I said before, and I do want to make sure I return to it, maybe not right this second or any time like immediately, I do want to go buy some clothes that make me look like not a street rat. Yeah, that'd be a great thing to do. Yeah, so just remembering where the market is or if there was a nicer one in the area that I came from, just knowing where that is, making a mental note for later. Most major streets are an impromptu market. Okay. So it's like you're walking from market area to market area, and you get a repetition of stuff, you know, when it comes to baked goods, uh, even people that are doing, you know, various kinds of metalworking, uh, there's just a, just a, the churning sound of the city all over the place. You move from one little area to the next, you can imagine everyone in that area buys all their stuff and gets most of their stuff right there where they are. So being a visitor to the yeah. city, you could go to almost any region and get about anything you'd want. Well, then to, to be a good member of the party, I guess, as I'm walking through all these different areas, I want to keep my eyes out for any telltale signs of Zrex. Anything like any symbols that I know or associate with them or just kind of, um, what was it? What was it? Like a Peace Corps back in uh, Warland. Just anything that would be kind of obvious that there would be some sort of an influence in this area that I might notice. You note that there are numerous people. They could be just dressed the way because they're dressed that way. But you would say that those are Zrek-like robes, uh, that they aren't just like, oh, gosh, there's one. And then 20 minutes later, oh, there's another one. You can't walk anywhere without seeing five, eight, ten of them at any point. They are Yay. everywhere in this city. Great. That you can't walk down a street or go through an open market where there's a Zrek either buying something or it seems to be a negotiation with somebody that's selling something in the city itself. Okay. Great. I got information, and I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but that's terrifying, and thank you. Thank you so much for You're that. You're welcome. So you make your way down to what would be the intersection of uh, Johan and Flint Streets. Awesome. And looking toward the easterly direction down Johan Street, you can see that as Johan Street continues, it isn't much of a market street, that it kind of peters out there. there are a few people that are moving on the street. But almost immediately down that street, just a couple hundred feet down, you can see there is an intersection, and you would believe that to be the cul-de-sac uh, that the uh, palace boyer was telling you about. Awesome. Okay. Um, before I step down the way, because I think he told me that it was a uh, an area of just um, not necessarily sketchy individuals, but just kind of like uh, it was its own neighborhood itself, I want to make sure that I'm not about to walk into an area where 
I step over the doorstep and I get shot. <laughs> okay, well, how will you know this? Uh, just uh, keeping my eyes out, just looking and seeing if there's anyone who is watching the, the main road. If I start to walk down that area, does anyone tense up? Does anyone go for a weapon or does anyone move okay, out to go, stop me? Go ahead and roll insight. Insight is a 15. Yeah, you're actually aware of that, that very fact, that as you look down that, that street, and you can see it's a dead-end cul-de-sac. In total depth, it's like 200 feet, and then there's no more road. It's just, there's just houses around a dead end. That a guy that is outside that cul-de-sac, as you turn and are moving, start stepping to go into that area, that this guy has very subtle reactions, but he definitely reacts to you going into that area. Yeah, it would... And obviously, I didn't say it before, but it would make the most sense. I don't have my bow, like, drawn. It's still just on my back. Okay. It's not like I'm gotcha. walking around weapon in hand, because that's a great way of ending up not alive. And <laughs> or arrested. Or, yeah, that too. I so. can do a lot here. I don't think I can spring you out of jail. <sighs> so, um, uh, as I'm continuing to, to move forward uh, cautiously, not letting on that I've seen them tense up, just continuing in my, call it faux, um, what's the word, um, Na- naivety kind of thing. Like, okay, uh, yeah. So you're, you're just exploring a new a new exactly. area. You walk into the city, right? So as you walk down into this cul-de-sac area, I say this looks interesting. There are <laughs> a number of people. Like a street rat. There are people doing typical chores, stuff you saw all over okay, the place. Yeah. There are people that are they're either cooking stuff that's outside because it's easier to cook some things outside than it is inside. Splitting wood. They're washing stuff. There is a fountain in this area that there's easily a dozen people, very peasanty looking doing their own stuff. Um, but you, you made an insight check a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, go ahead and, well, I, I did write that number down. What did you say your insight? Uh, 15 had? was my insight. That as you're moving in, you're right at the edge of this. So it isn't complete knowledge, but the way that the person doing the wash is arranging the wash itself, there's either like a, a stick that is used to prop something up with the wash or it's the tip of a bow. And you just make note of that. And as you turn, there's a guy that's splitting wood. And as he's splitting wood, there's obviously a lot of wood around him. But there's one piece of wood that sticks up along the side of this stack of wood he's making that looks like the tip of a bow. Okay. Like a number of people, either you're being paranoid because you needed to roll a 16 to really know, uh, <laughs> or, or it's just coincidental. But it looks like these people have what would be a very deadly weapon within arm's reach of them as they're just going about these chores that most people wouldn't bother with having such a deadly weapon nearby. Okay, so still doing my best because I'm a man on a mission to not let on that I've noticed anything or just accepting that I think I am being paranoid. Okay. Nothing bad's going to happen. I continue uh, uh, going in until uh, if there's someone in the street uh, who's within uh, range, not not within range, it's a horrible thing to say, within uh, just like... Like I can get close enough to them without it being like a threatening approach and just that I can speak to. Well, there is a fountain right in the middle of this cul-de-sac area. So it's walking to the very end of it. So call that at about 150 feet from where you walked into this little dead end. Um, another 50 feet would get to the, the buildings or the, the, the bottom end of the cul-de-sac. Okay. But there's a fountain there and there's obviously a pail for dipping and you know, a long stemmed, like a gourd-like cup that anyone that wanted to get a drink could just go to that. So there'd be a, a very normal thing to walk up and dip okay. some water out of that and get a drink and you'd be very close to the person washing clothes without being aggressive gotcha so i i i take note of the of the well and i do then um make my course directly for that to go and get myself a drink and as soon as i get myself uh, some water i turn to the person there and i say uh hello uh, my name is jacob treadstone 
I was looking for Larkin Silk. Do you have do you have an idea of where I could find him? Um, and this uh, this older woman uh, blushes a little bit and and says, "It's it's a pleasure, my lord." And uh, keeps like scrubbing this piece of clothing on a washboard. Um, um, Larkin Silk, of course. I, everyone around here knows Larkin Silk. Um, he lives in this house right over here, and she just looks over her shoulder at one of the houses at the very very bottom of the uh, the cul-de-sac. Thank you so much. You've been an absolute pleasure. I... Uh, what do you need Mr. Silk for? I just, I had some general bow upkeep and archery questions. He seemed like his name was mentioned like someone who would be good to talk to about the craft. And she just nods her head. All right. Do I feel like she's expecting like money or something? Like It would be like polite for me to give her a coin or would that be a direct insult? I don't know. What would you want to do at that moment? If you were, if you were just there yourself, what would you do? I wouldn't give her money because that feels insulting to me. Okay. Then... But also, I didn't take etiquette classes with the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll give her my most polite uh, thank you, and then I I walk towards the house that she gestures towards. Do another insight. Yeah, throw it off the table. How about that? Hey, fifteen. You suspect that the way she responded to you, there was something in it that you think was actually code. That is, she was answering your question. She was also communicating information to somebody else. Ah, uh, lovely. Fantastic. Great. You gonna die, son. Well, uh, keeping, keeping an eye as I walk and just like looking over with my smile at everyone there that I've seen with bows and just like kind of nodding as I look at them and, make, and seeing if anyone is reaching for that piece of wood that may or may not have been a weapon. Is anything changed as I approach this house? What's changed is you look away from her to the house that she directed you to. There is a guy standing there ah. who has a bow in hand. There's an arrow on the rest, and he has fingers over that. It's not bent back. He's just holding it. Uh, and that as you look at him, then do a quick look around, everyone that was doing odd chores is just standing next to what could be a bow near whatever they're working on including the elderly lady that was right by you, um, <laughs> that you would figure that if you would say the wrong thing right now or like rush at this guy or grab your bow and knock an arrow, you'd probably have five or six incoming arrows yourself on whatever we said the init round was as we counted them down. Let's see. So five or six arrows, a D8 each. I don't want to shoot this for these people. I would be... <clears throat> Uh, dead. So I'm going to <laughs> walk in that direction with just my hands by my side, not like I'm in any way reaching for uh, my bow or my quiver, just kind of hands down. And I approach him and I, I just, uh, I, I nod towards him and I say, good. Oh, is it afternoon at this point or morning? It must be afternoon. I don't know afternoon. why you're looking at me. Yeah, afternoon. Good, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. You're my looking name, for me. Yeah. My name is, uh, sir, not sir. Is it, sir? Yes. Yeah, it's sir. sir yeah, Sir Jacob, <laughs> lady. Is it? Uh, my name is Sir Jacob Treadstone. I uh, come as part I of the entourage. I recommend you go to the palace boyer if you have questions. Believe it or not, the boyer sent me to you. As a man of extreme knowledge of this craft, he, he believed that you would be the person who might be able to answer my questions. I don't interact with the nobility in the city that often. So when I do, it is always expensive. I would spare no expense for my R&R Younsiger bow. And I see what his reaction is. Um, yeah, without even an insight there, but go ahead and roll the insight so we can see just the nature of Shoot you take how it. strong e. this is. Unnatural 20. Nice. Uh, this guy who looks just, just hard as nails, 
just just mean looking like say the wrong thing i dare you to right now look stunned ha yeah <laughs> that that is and he looks at the bow over your shoulder and he and says, this one? Yeah, if, if if I may, and I, I gesture so that way, I like me drawing my bow at that moment is not like a, in any way of, of an act of war. I just like, just take it off. And I just, I hold it out in both hands to display towards him. And I said, this is my bow. Okay. So you're still about like 20 feet from each other. Oh, so yeah. you, you know, he's not walking toward you and you're not walking toward him. But yeah, no, just, I, I now, display it to him. On the periphery, that 15 year old from before, mm -hmm. you are aware at this point that the two people that you can see peripherally, which is... Not everyone that's doing chores in this cul-de-sac do have bow in hand yeah. and an arrow on it. So you're very aware that when it comes to like a murder hole, uh, this whole place is a murder hole. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a good place to be. But if the person that I'm talking to directly is at least engaged in conversation with me, and, and it's should, not- Bad things shouldn't happen right I, now. I would hope. So I, I, I hold out my bow and I say, am I able to speak with you? Of course. So- Where did you find this bow? And uh, so without going, you know, too much into detail and like, like, like spending the next 15 minutes of me just recounting the stories of the right. podcast, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell them about how we traveled all the way to the Gate of the Ages and tracked down, or not tracked down, but uh, found this at, at the, it was at the, uh, the gate itself, correct? Yeah. Remember it was yeah. in that, the, that force oh, that, field. That, that's that, right. Yeah. 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 People, so that, one of the, the dead people were stopped in. Yeah. So uh, found it on the, on the body of a, of a traveler long since dead, but had this bow with him. And it was, it only seemed like it was meant for me by the gods because of my already established, um, familiarity or, um, I don't know what the correct term is, but like foxes are kind of already something that's come up in my backstory before. So finding this bow with a fox on it felt so pointed, like it was, it was there for me if it wasn't there, if, since he was no longer using it. So telling him my whole story about how this bow came to be my possession, it's my bow, do not take it because it is mine. <laughs> And giving him that whole thing and then coming back with it and then only what I've learned about it because I didn't know at the time how special it was, just what I've learned in the last, you know, few weeks about how special this bow actually is. So weeks, when, you, when you finish talking, he starts walking toward you and then he stops when he's just about five, seven feet away. So he's really, really close. He has always had his bow in his right hand and he's holding with his index finger, holding the arrow on the... Uh, it's actually just the side of the bow. Old, mm -hmm. old bows, they didn't actually have a rest built into it. So he's, but he has his finger there where that, that at rest point is. And he comes close enough and he's just examining the bow. It's almost like he's ignoring you. Um, and then when he's done, he raises his head and meets your eye. And he says, that is an R&R &R young Sigur. And I believe when you say that you have this bow from where you, you say you found it, what is it you need of me? I hope to find out more about not just the bow, but Jan Sigur himself. Do you know any stories or have you ever known the man yourself? He's obviously considering. He's not sure like how to, how to proceed. Uh, that's from your own insight that's still you know in play right now, that he knows a lot more than he seems to be willing to tell. And he says, I know things about Sigur. I know stories of him. And yes, I have met him. How can I prove myself to you? I want to work with you. I want to learn more about this bow. I have no ill intentions towards you or any of the people here. I just am here on merely a mission of knowledge and bettering my own craft. It's your title. I'd like to trust you. People that carry bows by Sigur are trustworthy people, but yours wasn't given to you by Sigur himself. 
I don't know that I can. And your title means you belong to some other structure. So, I can say no more to you right now. You want to prove yourself, prove that you know how to use that, and I'll consider it. Oh, 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 okay. No, Jacob didn't say that. Jacob did not <laughs> just say that. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, as soon as that happens, I, immediately Jacob has the exact same idea that I just had because I am Jacob. I, um, I, I, thank, I thank you so much for, for your time. I, I aim to come back. I aim to prove myself because I, I want you to know I am here to learn. This is my craft. I was an archer well before I was a sir. I only recently gained this title, and I aim to prove myself to you. So I, I does he have my bow in his hands? Or oh no no okay. no, he never got that close. Okay cool. So then I just I I take my bow and I put it back on. I thank him for his time. I look back at the lady and I give her a, a nod over by the well. And I yeah, just, there's six people that have have you know arrows knocked and ready. And then I, you know, give him a, a, a salute or just a, a gesture of, of thank you and, and, and good day. And I just, as, as slowly as I walked in, I, I walk back out. He says, wait, as you start to turn. And I stop. Are I those, freeze. Are those owl feathers on your arrow? Okay. Who is this guy? Okay. And I, I, I stop and I, I do say, um, what a, a, a keen eye you have and you, as a matter of fact, they are not just owl feathers. They are Donalar feathers, large owl creatures, if I may. And I, 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 I go to my side bag and I slowly pull out one of the loose feathers I have that wasn't from one of the fletching sets. And I, um, I present it to him. I say, I have two extra that would not fit into a set. Would you have any use of this? Would you like this? He and walks I, forward very confidently and takes them from your hand. Mm -hmm. And he says, Jacob Treadstone. I am certain we'll be seeing each other again. And then to the cul-de-sac in general, he says, it's all right. And he turns his back on you and walks back into his house. Oh, that is so cool. Oh, it's so cool. And I, I, I'm assuming now with no weapons aimed, trained at me, I, I, I can safely just walk back. They've out lowered them. Okay. Yeah, they're still in their hands. Okay, so I still could get shot. But so, I'll walk back out and I won't reach for my weapon and turn around and take a shot on the guy's back. No, I won't do any of that. I just, I leave the, uh, the cul-de-sac as alive as I walked into it. All right, good. You, you're back out again. My hands are actually shaking, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this. <laughs> uh, let's rejoin Zelen, where she's been meditating for like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. So your spells run out, okay. but um, it's been a very, very secluded place in the park itself. And I'm feeling much better. Much more refreshed, much more connected to much it. Much more me. Um, so I'm going to um, get up release any spells that might still oh no the spell ran out so i'm going to get up and um re get back onto the path and i'm just going to follow the path i want to see where this path goes i want to see how easy it is for me to get into this space if i need it um because there's obviously i can manipulate better within this space than in the city and as you're standing up from it and moving with those thoughts you recognize too and it came to you during your meditation that each one of these oaks and hollies are equidistant from each other. And you can see the remains of a large stump where one of the younger oak trees are. That there must have been a massive oak tree there maybe you know, 50, 60 years ago. And that when it went down, it just wasn't allowed to, to lie on the ground and finally you know, rot. 
that the wood was removed and either coincidentally or sprung up from one of the roots or somebody else planted another oak in the same spot, that it occurs to you that this is a Druid-like circle, that mm. someone's maintaining the circle in this park. And then it makes sense to you that that's why you were drawn to this particular place in the park itself. So I'm going to do a quick um, detect magic ritual. Okay. Because maybe I can tell um, if if they've been using it recently, if there's any magic residue. Uh, so I'm going to do it as a ritual. So I Yeah, so you can keep it. Mm-hmm. So you do. After that 10 minutes of casting, there is a faint aura of transmutational magic that mm. is there. And you would think that if the druids, you know, haven't been here in the last, you know, if druids haven't been in the last handful of days, uh, that it's a place that that someone that has nature knowledge and nature spell ability uh, has and has come to this place and has used it. Okay, so that's good for me to know. So I'm going to um, get on the path and um, just start it, kind of following the path to see where it takes me and what I see. All right, so, and it's winding you in the general direction of the very southeastern portion of the park, and you can see through the trees that there is the outer city wall you're getting closer and closer to. And then built into that outer city wall is what must be, it's the only tower that's a tower. Uh, Individual houses have turrets that are built into them, but this is a very distinct place. This has got to be Razia Tower. And the houses that are all around it and near it are are magnificent, uh, very, mm, very wealthy, okay. very, very uh, important sort of houses. Um, and, and as you're approaching you know, that, that edge of the park itself, the park stops and it's a street and these houses are there, uh, that you can see that there are a number of liveried people and people that are robed as though you've seen Zrek robed. Interesting. Are they... So there's a concentration of them here? As you get to a particular edge of the street, you can see that there are a lot of people, but in this one, in front of this one particular house, that there is a lot of those rogue people moving into and out of the house. Into and out of that one house. Right. <clears throat> um, hmm, that's curious. Um, so if I just observe the house for a little while, is there anything else that I that I notice? Is there any, is there, is it just Zrek people who are moving in and out? Are they, are they kind of distributing food and that kind of stuff the way they did in Warland or does it look like their structures are different here? They're not distributing anything. It doesn't Hmm. look as though there's, there's carts rolling up and moving away. Uh, It looks more like people that would be maybe like runners that they're carrying information, you know, documentation Hmm. uh, are into and out of this place. So I'm going to see if I can stop one of those runners and ask him, what did it, what is it? What, what is this place? Um, and he stops and looks at you, has a very curious look. Go ahead. We're going to do insights on each other. Uh, 17, so 25. Yeah. You zelling me with your natural role. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a 16 on that one. Um, you know that he thinks that, that he's thinking you are like the most backwards peasant that there must be that you have no idea what this is. I care not. I'm taking etiquette lessons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, um, Miss, uh, this is Ladosk Manor. Uh, this is the headquarters of the Zarek. Um, something else? <laughs> I say, thank you. You're dismissed. 
Wow. Get him. Just smack yeah. him on the side he, of the face. He takes three steps away from you and he's still watching over the shoulder. Just gives a, a subtle shake of his head before he turns around and continues on his way to deliver whatever this is that he's supposed to be doing. Okay, so this is a Zrek house. Hmm, interesting. Can, the Zrek house by the sound of it. Yeah, exactly. So I'd love to be able to watch it um, for a while. But I'm so freaking obvious. <laughs> Especially the way you speak to people. Um, peasants. Yes, that I'm picking it up from my peasants from my butler friend. Mm -hmm. So is there a, is there any way that I could observe this house for a while unobtrusively? Is there any if I went back into the park, can I see it from the park side? Yes, you could probably find a spot where you could you know sit behind a tree or you know, alongside of a tree and turn as, into a squirrel. As darkness comes right. on. Yeah, that's yeah. What, seriously, if there was a place that I could transform, you know, uh, uh, not obviously I would, but so I'm going to go back into the woods and sit behind a tree and just watch it for a while. I just want to see like, am I seeing the livery that I'm seeing? Is it different? And I'm, am I seeing three or four? Is it always the same one coming in and out? I'd just like to kind of see if I can pick anything up. So uh, an hour or two, how long did you want to observe um yeah at least an hour okay that it is many different people mm. that at any one point there's probably half a dozen zrek in the lawn in front of this house moving to go into it or coming out of it and they all do seem to be carrying scroll cases where they're carrying documentation into and out of it and back and forth occasionally a rider comes up but for the most part it's these people that are they're moving like this and they all look like zrek to me they are all dressed like what you thought the zreks back in warland the the, Interesting. The ones that were distributing, you know, various foodstuffs right. and yeah. other material, but they're they're in this house, uh, totally in this house, you know, all over this house. Uh, you do see that there are um, guards that are outside this house that have a particular you know, livery symbol um, that may be the. You know, he said it's the Ladosk Manor. That maybe that's the household guard, something right. like that. Uh, they rarely move, and they never challenge any one of these robed individuals. Interesting. Have they challenged anybody? No one else has gone to it. Just it's the only robe been people. these robed people moving up to it, you know, hmm. into it and back out of it. Interesting. Okay, that's that's really what I wanted to to see. All right. So as evening is coming on, you know, it's getting later in the day, and you're thinking about walking back, even without taking that circuitous path. It could be. You know, to find your way, maybe an hour-ish uh, to get back to the um, uh, the house you guys are staying. Mm -hmm. uh, that as you're leaving the park, and again, you could exit the park at this street or go the longer way back through the park. So which way do you want to go? Longer way. Uh, I I'm going to go the shorter way. Okay. So you're out on the street almost immediately, and then you're now skirting the park and, mm -hmm. you know, heading around and heading north and west uh, along the edge of this park. And you again notice that person uh, among the people that are on Dang the streets. It. But in this, on this occasion, instead of it being a person who was like at a doorway or the corner of an alley like you've seen before or trying to turn and blend in with the rest of the crowd, this person was up on a roof. And you're aware that the silhouette of their head was popping up above the, the peak of a roof like a gable and then drop back down around it again. But I still think they're following me. Yeah, you're getting that idea. I'm going to duck into the nearest alley um, you know, wherever I, I'm not going to, so I'm not on the main street, but there's got to be alleys along here where people 
put their trash out and that kind of stuff. I'm going to duck into this near, nearest alley and I'm going to change into a panther and I'm going to jump up onto the roof. Okay. Yes. Really low key. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're moving toward an alley, it takes a while to get there. Transform because and just like tackle some guy and jump off of him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't look as though you're, um, or it, you just can't walk. Like it isn't around the next corner. Sure. You have to walk a little further into the city and away from the park. Uh, and as you do that, on two more occasions, you see this head pop up uh, and looking in your direction. And then you find an alley that would give you sufficient cover to, to make that kind of a change. Yep. Uh, so you do. And what answer, What animal do you see you're changing into? I'm going to change into a panther because I just saw one at the circus. Yeah. And I believe that's within your uh, your challenge rating. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah. I don't know. What's the challenge rating of a panther? One? A quarter? Half, I thought. I think it was half. half. Let's check the books. Crocodile, lion, panther is a quarter. Oh, yeah. Quarter. So definitely. Yeah, you've definitely got that. So you change into panther, and to get up to a roof in this alley, you know, it, it's jumping across, you know, this little piece of low roof to a, yep. a windowsill. You know, you might leave some sign behind where your claws are scratching into this, but you leap up, leap up, leap up, and you some jump. Some sign behind. Oh my God, a panther. <laughs> <laughs> and you jump up onto that and uh, you can see further down the way that there's a person crouched over a roof and they are looking straight at you right now in your panther form. They're, they're aware of the panther. Um, so I'm going to pause and see what they do. Uh, they do an about face and they're heading back in the direction like heading... Uh, southeast. I'm chasing him. Big surprise. The guy runs away from the panther. <laughs> I'm chasing them. Um, as you I are- I guess I can't cast things when I'm chasing them. Nope. That's a, that's a 18th, not an 18th. Is it 18th level? It's pretty high. It's really high level getting a, the ability to cast. My preferred that the two of yeah. you are keeping about pace with each other. You're going after. He can move as fast as a panther. And as he is running, he gets to a place where the building stops and he jumps from one building across the street to the next building. As you approach that, you, he's like running across that roof. You get to that and you know at a leap you could cross that. Uh, but he had made this same leap just as uh, a bipedal yeah, upright I person. If he, he's casted Longstrider or something like that. I'm still chasing him. Yeah, so you touch down on that side and you're aware that he's actually out distancing you. You're also aware that you're heading back in the direction of that end of the, 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 the Ladosk Manor uh, and in the general direction of the Razia Tower. Uh, and as you're running, you're realizing that whatever this thing is, it's going faster and faster, that it's picking up speed. And you can't imagine how anyone would do that unless they were, well, one, not human, but unless they were doing some kind of spell casting, doing something like that on themselves. Is it human shaped, this thing? Um, and then you realize as you like leap across another street and it's getting so far ahead, when it leaps this time, it had leapt before as like a human being. That as it leaps this time, it's leaping horizontally and it looks like it is also a big cat. Thank you for listening. Read more about the history of the world, Jordan, the characters, and the region at my website, mattsinkovich.com. Send us your ideas on Twitter at The Empire's Edge. Support the podcast on subscribestar.com slash the-empires-edge. <laughs>